Y'all muted. Okay, try again. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to everyone that's joining us tonight. Come on in, come on in. I'm looking to have a great time in the Lord tonight with our guest speaker. Listen, you know what we always say, listen, when you come in, if it's something that we're talking about, something you disagree about, please go ahead and mute on all because it's the form of positive and we, we do not talk about people on here. We do not not share negative um, negative conversations or comments on here. So if there's ever a time that you're on here and you feel like this is not for you, go ahead and take yourself off. But again, we want to welcome everyone for coming on tonight. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for coming out and just hanging out with us tonight. Amen. Amen. As always, please like, tag, and share. Hello, Gabby. Hello, Miss Ruth. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're here with the lovely Miss, uh, uh, hopefully I don't say your name wrong, Miss Sarai. Please tell me. You got to unmute yourself. Sarai. Sarai. Because I, I looked at said, let me Google, because I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this name right. Sarai. And I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. And I know we've talked before. I'm not good with uh, names like that. You know, I will, I will jack them up. I do apologize. But I love you for real, for real. Um, but I thank you so much for taking the time out to be here um, tonight to share with us, you know, a little about yourself, your walk of life, because uh, I mean, I know how it is to be in the life of a stripper, you know, to walk those 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 streets, to go on those and so on. But not a lot of people know um, how it works, you know, and even with that, when you come out, you still have the label as a stripper. You know what I mean? So um, we're going to where are you from, you know, where you grew up at and so forth and so on. OK, yes, my name is Sayuri Smith Timmons. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised, still here. Um, started um, dancing as a child, doing all the, um, you know, the ballet, the tap, the jazz, all of those things. And um Eventually became a dancer, turned um, 18, graduated from high school. Three months after high school, I walked into a strip club and started dancing. So that is the short version of how I got there. Um, I wanted to be there. Nobody tricked me. Nobody coerced me. Nobody uh, told me nothing. I, I researched it my own. I went in um, and I was excited when I got there. Um I, it was better news than I thought it was. I thought it was a contest. I thought you had to like actually compete to win. But when I realized everybody got money, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I literally prayed. I asked God as a child to let me be a dancer when I grow up. And so that was like for me, my prayer being answered. And so um, after a little while in there, my little dream turned to a little nightmare and it started to mm -hmm. have its downsides. And so as I was experiencing those downsides, I remember something that I heard in uh, Sunday school as a child, uh, fourth grade, <laughs> when my Sunday school teacher told me, you know, when the devil come for you and you don't know the word, then he can kill you. So I was like, I was having um, mental health issues without understanding what was happening. And so I felt like maybe there was the devil winning. 
So I went and got a Bible and I started studying the Bible. And um, that's kind of the very short version of how that went for the first round. Because I went three different rounds, but that was the first round. Yeah. And so today... So you, I, you say you, nobody could hurt you or anything. Okay, it's, it's breaking up. So nobody okay, so, could hurt you. So where did you first see a dancer at, like on TV or like wh where did you first get the concept I did. I saw of how to be a stripper? Well, I didn't understand the word stripper because from being from Atlanta, we use booty shake, shake dancer. You know, we use other words, okay. but I didn't even put that with it. Like I, I just thought adult dancer. Like as a child, I always won dance contests. Okay. I always got money dancing. So I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to get money dancing. And I just kept, I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. There was a, a contest um, that was announced on the radio for $500. And I was like, <laughs> Uh, my mom said, that's for grown people. I said, well, when I grow up, I'm going to get that too. So that's kind of how it started where I put money with it, like connected money with dancing. Also talk show show. Like, I don't know how old y'all are, but I used to watch talk shows. You know, Jenny Jones had the little yeah, um, shows where the women Jerry were. Springer. Well, not yeah. Jerry Springer. It was particularly Jenny Jones because the women were always. I remember like, Jenny Jones though. It, it was like the, yeah. the lifestyle was just like. They, they never picked their boyfriend over there because the guy would be like, it's me or the club. And they're like, girl, sir, the club. Like, what are you saying? I make $3,000 a day. And it's like, is that real? You know, <laughs> so um, that kind of planted another seed. And then when I saw a music video with some girls dancing in and they had money like all over their bikini. And I'm like, okay, see, yeah, they dance and they get money. Like, mm -hmm. that looks like fun. So that's kind of the, the idea I had about it before I went. And I was like, yes, I checked out. They was checking Amen. all my boxes. It was checking my boxes. But, you know, as a person who grew up in church and who knew God, I didn't go in with my guard down. My guard was all the way zipped all the way up. I was like overly afraid of everything. So I was not drinking, smoking. Like I was in there sober, which was, I feel like that was what damaged me <laughs> because I didn't forget sober, nothing. I saw it. Oh, yes. Girl, sober to death in 18 sober. And, and scared to drink. I had actually been in a car accident that led that year before that because of a drunk driver. So I was like, I would never drink. Um, and so I was sober there. And it was wow. very sober after being in there for a little while. It was just like, and they were not allowed to touch us during that time. They weren't allowed to, it was so many rules. And like to fast forward now, literally 22 years later, um, so much stuff have changed. And I don't think that I would probably start if if I went in and saw what was happening now, I probably would like, oh yeah, no, I thought it was something else. It would have left. But when I started, there were so mm -hmm. many rules to kind of like protect the dancers and make sure that we were saw yeah. uh, as entertainers and make sure that we were safe and okay. But it's so sad now because it's just not like that anymore. No. I remember um, being in a strip club. You have, you know, if you're giving a lap dance. You have like this much. I mean, you can't see that much feet, you know, from the person, but they still try to reach out. And, and then you had some girls that even care. It, it depends on your shift because they would allow certain things because at the end of the day, 
they're getting broke off, you know, because you have to pay those house fees, you know, and so they they was like, okay, go ahead, do what you you know yeah. do what you do, and so mm -hmm. the club I worked in, you know, you had girls in the uh, the party room, that VIP room, mm -hmm. and they was doing some uh some some things, some little strange things, and I was like, yeah. I mean, if you mm -hmm. really walk into a, a strip club and you see what the girls go through, I believe you would have a different mindset. But a lot of people don't. They judge by what they see. I had a person um, ask me about my book mm -hmm. and I told her, I was like, yeah, this book talks about my life. It talks about how I was a stripper, whatever. She was like, stripper? Her eyebrows went up. I was like, yeah, what's the problem? What is it? Mm -hmm. What's wrong? She was like, oh, 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 nothing. I was like, you know. You gotta look at that's where that's what I knew. I got I got coerced in with friends that and you know the enemy he don't play fair either. So when I went in, they did the little uh, uh the tryouts, and I didn't have to pay for my my dancer clothes. I didn't have to pay for the shoes, none of that. And my first night was swinging, and I was like, "Dog, you just talking? You just sitting? That's it." I was like, okay, we we in the money, you know, just just like you. But I I never had the the idea like this is what I'm gonna be doing. Like, of course, I said I like the heels, I like the dress night, I, I'll dress provocative, whatever. But when you're on that road, it's like you're being slow walk, and you don't even know. Sometimes you're naive to where this is about to lead. Mm -hmm. And so, how did you come out? Well, like I said, I left. I left three different times. Um, and the first time I left, I basically had mm -hmm. a nervous breakdown. I had a mental health crisis and couldn't go back. I just couldn't, I actually couldn't leave my house. Uh, I was a recluse for a few months wow. and I just couldn't do anything. I couldn't go outside. I would like shake and cry trying to go to the grocery store. Closet full of money, couldn't move, couldn't, 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 I just could not. And so I would be in the grocery store and just leave and run out crying because I was afraid of being in public. It was a real heavy spirit of anxiety on me and the depression was making me very angry. I lashed out at strangers. It was crazy. Like I was, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going crazy. I went and got a therapist. Um, and he helped me through some stuff a little bit. You know, it was very, it was limited with like six weeks, but really what I realized, I'm like, see, I need Jesus. Like I need, I need to pray and I need to like, this feel like what the people describe as the devil getting me, you know? Cause like nobody can really like, make mm -hmm. it real for you. You have to, you have to be warned about what the devil would do and then kind of be able to put it two and two together. This is why it's important. They say to train a child up in the way they should go. Cause it's like, when you start, when you're not where you're supposed to be, you know, where you're supposed to be when you're not there. And that's kind of what happened the first time. And then, um, right, right. I was, I was, uh, in a relationship. I was married. I was out of the game for seven years. And when I left my ex-husband, I went back dancing again. And when I went back dancing, seven years, a lot mm -hmm. had changed. My body didn't really change. Uh, I looked the exact same, but everything was so different. It was a lot. It was like drug use out in the open. It was like, I was, oh, I was, oh, Jesus, you know, clutching my pearls, <laughs> coming back like an old <laughs> lady, really. Uh, like, oh, Lord, they let y'all do that? You know, and, and, but not understanding that I had came in earlier and you know i and it looked like from from a lot of the people's where i was at point of view that i just came and i'm like i, I did this before but this is not what it was people touching people i'm like see i'm gonna fight you right and see 
ain't never been in jail. I ain't trying to go <laughs> outside the door with the police car with the door open, ready to put anybody in there who do anything. And I was like, Lord, you are going to have to be up in here with me. And so, and 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 literally like seven years had went by, but I had developed this relationship with the Lord. I had got close with God and I literally was like, Lord, I'm going to go dance again because you the one blessed me with this ability to dance. Like if you ain't with me dance, you wouldn't give it to me. That's how I talked to him. And that's what I did. And I went and I was just like, that's why I'm going. Lord, just come with me because I'm going again. So I went and um and I had a child mm-hmm. at this point. So it was different. I'm like, okay, like my back was up against the wall. I did mm-hmm. try. I had three jobs at one time and none of the jobs was doing what they needed to do. The jobs was not jobbing. And I'm like, okay, let me stop playing because I know how to go get some money. So that's how I ended up back in club. I'm like, I got somebody else to take care of. And when I had my breakdown then, it was like it felt irresponsible to stay and then it felt irresponsible to leave because I'm like if I keep coming in here I'm gonna hurt somebody I'm gonna, I'm gonna snatch somebody ball I'm gonna push somebody stuff back in their mouth it's gonna be wild and crazy then I'm gonna go to jail and then what's gonna happen with my child like he have a daddy yeah. but he gonna want his mama um and it became like I was literally escaping there by the skin of my teeth because my nerves was bad all the anxiety all the depression everything came back but this time I was smoking and I wasn't drinking because I'm like if I drank you then I'm gonna really hit you in the head with bottle. So I'm going to just smoke to try to keep chill my nerves down. But that wasn't working either. I'm like, wow, this is getting scary now. And so um, I just would have these bouts of like depression where I would just cry, 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 cry. And just because I was trapped in it, like I literally like I can't do nothing else. It was giving me the freedom to be with my son the way I wanted to and be the mom I wanted to be during the day. But. You know, and I only went like three or four times a week, like maybe like four times was too much. I would probably go two or three times a week. And and I was we were able to live okay like that. And so I finally just left and I became a teacher. I taught sign language. I joined the orchestra. I just tried to like be myself again. I got a music scholarship when I was in high school. I'm like, I played the viola. Let me go be me again. And I left and I got evicted. Right. <laughs> and so when I stopped dancing, I was teaching oh, wow. and I was living like upstanding in society, but like my finances just fell apart. And I was planning to use my tax return that year for to be able to pay for my bills because the teaching job was not paying nothing. Also because my son was going to that school and they were taking the tuition out of my check. But I was not getting no money. And that uh that year the um people came mm-hmm. from my student loans and intercepted my money. So I had nothing. So that's why I got put out. And then I mm-hmm. went, I dropped. Like I dropped. Like it was it was struggling, trying to just live and be upright. Um and I left there for it was a period of two years that I left. And then I just I became very, very despondent. Um, I was very frustrated. I had a few mm-hmm. little gigs in between there, but it wasn't nothing that I could support myself off of. And uh, live like support me and my son. I was living with my mama in a two bedroom in Riverdale, Georgia. My God, if you're from Riverdale, I'm praying for you. Uh, and I had to get up out of there. <laughs> I said, I gotta go. I gotta go. And, my, and this girl, like, she, came, she called me. She said, Girl, listen, the bar fee $19. The bar fee is 19 I said, You cannot beat that with a bag. Where is it at? She told me, I said, Listen, I, first I told her to stop calling me. She called me like three more times. She's like, Listen, that's. I was like, God, are you going to let the devil win or what? Because you you see, I'm trying to get this job over here. They're not calling me. But she keep calling me. So what are you saying? And so I meditated and I and I <laughs> saw a dark room with a red light. And I said, Lord, listen, you're going to have to stop doing all these signs and stuff. I need you to say it to me 
say it, say it, say, go and stay. He wasn't talking. I said, yes, what? I'm going to go back in there. And if I die in there, it's going to be a problem because you're not saying nothing. I'm asking you. Wow. And it got to the point where every day I was doing something that would, that would hurt me. Um, and it was like a spirit of suicide mm -hmm. coming over me. Like I was walking down the middle of the street. Uh, I would just do stuff like not care. Like, okay, like God, if you want to, cause I don't want to go back in there and I feel like I'm going to die if I go back in there. But if you don't say nothing, mm -hmm. I just want to die before I go back in there. And then I was, I took a whole walk on the yellow line in the street and no cars came. And I was like, wow, come on now. Like, and it was a curb. I'm like, okay, it's right. going to happen. But I, and then when I got home, I just cried because I'm like, I really am afraid. Like, I feel like I just want to die. And then I said, okay, if I do die, I'm going to go out with some money. So I went back to that club. I went to the club. A friend told me about went in there, turned the corner, and it was pitch black, and it was a red light in there. It was the same exact thing that I, when I said, God, should I go back in there or what? And he, that's what he told me. And it was the red light in the black room. And I said, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be. I guess. I don't know. But what ended up happening was that was the club that I was at when uh, the organization came and did an outreach. And I actually learned about an organization that helps people transition and give scholarships and stuff. And that's what helped me leave. And so that I really felt like that's what God actually sent me there to that particular place to learn and connect with that organization. And then I started working for that organization helping other people, sitting mm -hmm. on a scholarship committee, just, just, it was amazing how fast he did it. You know, I got a real estate license. I got an insurance mm -hmm. license. Um, I was able to transition and go into insurance. That's how I left, finally left. Uh, I also had got very sick, mm -hmm. so I couldn't go. But in the meantime, I was studying for my insurance um, exams, like my state exams, and I passed my state exam and my real estate exam in the same week. I'm like, okay, I need to make myself marketable to make sure that I can get a job. I mean, I know how to talk my way into a house, you know, into a door and, and do a job. I know how to do a million things. I know how to sell a car. I know how to sell a house. I know how to do promotions. I know how to teach sign language. I did a lot of things, but I want a career. I want something boring, normal, not going nowhere. I can make a budget. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I ain't got to have wear back brace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to eyelashes. I ain't got to wear no heels. I need something where, you know, that's not the club, right? Like not exciting, not amazing, not at night. Opposite, yeah. opposite, everything opposite. Um, and so I was able to leave, but when I got to the insurance job, all I could see was women who danced. Like they would come and get clothes. I'm like, well, she has on sweatpants. She don't have no wig on. She don't got no makeup on. She not even paying me with a whole bunch of ones and I'm finna get her this brochure. And I'm like, okay, why am I? I feel like now I'm imposing my experience on people and so i would give I, when i would give them the quote mm -hmm. what god told me because it wasn't everybody it was just every time he said it it was so strong i'm like okay you go you quote but let me give you something else and if you can use it now so if you know anybody who can use it mm -hmm. just pass it along and every single time they would open the brochure and it would talk about women coming from adult entertainment and they would just weep and i'm like now we're both weeping and i can't talk to nobody at my job about why we crying <laughs> and you know praying about you know like girl do you want to come out you know what do you want to do and just encouraging them like look i just left you know what I'm saying? Like, talking to my rub my teeth together hey i just left i just love you know what I'm saying? you're trying to get out you know we can we can connect and i can connect you to them and so that's how i started working for the other organization that helped women transition and huh, then i i got pregnant 
and and then I wait, I got a new husband and then I got pregnant and then I got fired on my maternity leave. And then that's when I started working full time, just helping women transition, like just sitting at home thinking about and I could. I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking about how hard it was for me to transition, knowing who God was. And I'm like, what if I didn't know who God was? Like, I thought I, I still thought about dying and kind of was like walking outside, hoping I die. Like people who don't know who he is, like they are lost. Like it was and it just hurt me, you know, and I was it kind of caught me off guard because I ain't had no friends. Mm-hmm. That I didn't care about them. And I'm like, oh, and I'm gone. I'm gone. I don't care about them. But it was like God was pulling on me to like, you remember her? I'm like, yeah, I remember her. So he's like. She's still in there. I'm like, oh, she need to leave. And it's like, how's she going to get out? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what you telling me for? And and it's like, uh, I'm going back to do outreach. Because I had asked God, like, bring me out of there. Bring me out. I, You know, like, flip and burn my desire to be up in there, period. And when I finally got free from it and I got invited to go do outreach, I said, see, that's the money. You see how you're trying to bring me back in the club? No, I said mm-hmm. I'm never going back in. But that's how the devil tried to pervert, you know, God, God's call to like, well, didn't God answer your prayer if I bring you out? Why would you right. go back? And it's like, wait a minute, because I know what I'm going to do. And I go, I'm not going to get naked and dance nobody for nobody. So I went back in and everywhere I went, it was people that I used to work with there. I don't care where I was at. It was somebody right. that knew me there 15 years off and on. I knew I would dance a lot of different places. And it was crazy because every time I go somewhere, I'm looking around, I'm like, whoa, she's you know, like, and we looking at each other. She's like, you at the church, ladies? I'm like, I guess, <laughs> you know, and I'm telling them, you know, hey, you, I mean, like, girl, I pray. Like, I I got out, but I mean, it's other stuff. Like, I'm telling about the scholarship program. And like, even right now, mm-hmm. you know, there are other resources that I connect people with. And I talked, I talked to my the volunteer team that I'm over now, like, hey. I can't show up and just pray for nobody because they know me. They know who I am. I that was up in here with them, and they're not going to accept me just coming in praying. I got to come in here with resources. First of all, praying and you know passing out books. And you know, I, I wrote a book, Scriptures for Strippers, and that's when everybody really started coming at me and talking to me about ministering to people in the club. I'm like, I'm giving the book to y'all to tell y'all what the girls is going through, so y'all know how to minister, so I don't have to. You said that's what I'm saying. Like it ain't about me. It's y'all. Y'all do it. Well, also, I, I you, it. you get the book and you take it, and I'm not going back in there. But <laughs> it's like I feel like I'm like, why am I trying to pull me up in there? I don't want to be in there. Yeah. But then as I'm as I'm going through, and just keep showing up what God tell me to show up, and not be fearful of what the enemy suggesting might happen. Which I'm like, first of all. There's no way I'm getting back up in here. Like, first of all, I, I barely escaped. I've never been to jail. It's a miracle. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that I never had to fight nobody because they really tried me in there, Jesus. My God. The dudes was trying me in there. The management tried me in there. The customers tried me, and I ain't never been in jail. I'm like, why am I going back in here? Why am I trying my fate like that? <laughs> but just to go back in there and let people see, hey, I'm out, and I know, and I know everything that you're going to have to deal with when you come out. And I really believe that, you know, for a long, long time, too, I had some kind of feelings about me having to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to say this. If I had left that first time and never been back and not understood what these girls are up against in today's time, I wouldn't even know how to help them. I wouldn't understand what they're actually dealing with 
in this present time of being a dancer. Like when you say stripper in 2022, it means something different when you're talking about the year 2000. They were doing two different things, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I had to keep coming in to see the decline of the industry so I understand what they are experiencing, so I understand how to pray for them and what they're actually experiencing so that they could so that I could help them um kind of unravel that too. As as a person who has experienced mm-hmm. it. And in between all that time too, I also became a, a certified peer specialist, which is a person who has lived experience in a thing, which is for me, mental health, and also um, working as an adult entertainer to help other people transition and heal and recover their men, mental health. So when you go in the club, you're gonna, your mental health is going to be a problem, period. Like you're going to, something going to happen in your mind. Um, right, whether you right, right. start drinking or not, like you, you're going to need that. So I, that's why I became a peer support specialist. But I'm just grateful that God, saw fit to save me and use the worst days of my life to help other people. Cause I, a lot of people describe days that I've had that I forgot about. Mm-hmm. And you describe a few days that I had, like I went back, <laughs> back and forth too. Some days I would sit at the bar crying. Like mm-hmm. I want out, but I'm like, I need money. And so I would sit there and cry. Mm-hmm. I would pack up and leave to where some of the, uh, the bars wouldn't even take me back because I was just like, mm-hmm. And then, okay, okay, I'll come back in a week. Like, I need my job because I have bills or whatever. And and it was like, no, he kind of burned your Like, well, God, what do I do? I had all my bills laid out. And then, I, like you did, you got you got married. You know, that was over. You went back. I got, I got married, got divorced. I went back. But I didn't go back as a stripper. I went back as a waitress. But okay. you still, you're still in the environment. And you still have to face a lot of the things that the girls do because you got to run. You got to sell them a dream or this fantasy. So it is very uh, mentally, spiritually draining. Yeah. And I, I thank God for saying, hey, uh, you come on out of here, girl. <laughs> it's yeah. time. Yeah. But again, like, and it's really the grace. It's like just the grace. Mm. Yeah. I mean, because when I see all of the people that's I say, not only good, but you, you're able to help other people. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like the people who die. You know, the girls who you hear about who are dead and yeah. did not make it, you know, they were in there experiencing the same things. I'm not talking about the people who still there because it's still hope for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not, you know, people say, oh, my God, why are you dancing yeah, so long? Yeah. Or they talk about me like, oh, my God, she's still there. Why is she still there? And it's like, oh, listen, let me tell you something. You there until until you're not there. You know what I mean? And it's like, for me, it's, it's pressure on me, not to say that it's my job to save anybody, but I'm like, hey. I have to make sure that I show up to make sure that all of these resources are at your disposal too, so that they're able to walk out. Cause it's hard to unravel some stuff to get free enough to think about being out of there, then to walk out and then to get the courage to step out on the faith. I mean, it's like, but if you have a foundation in God, then, you know, without the spiritual abuse, you, you have a little bit, like a, like a head start. You know, a lot of people that I mentor now, they have a relationship with God and they have had it since they were a child. And so it's easier for them to catch the concept. So when somebody come into a, a club and pray for them, they're like, yes, girl, thank you for reminding me. Let me get back in my word. Let me pray. You know, let me such a degree pray of me. Like they receive it and they're, 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 they're instructing you on what it is they're in need of. Like how was the devil tormenting them? Like they will share that with you. 
and then you know how to pray and then they know what they're fighting and then you know mm -hmm. what they're fighting. But a lot of people, um, the, the, the issue that I have found is that a lot of people have mistaken their demons for their personality and for them. And it's like, okay, it's a difference between you and what has jumped on you in here. And so you can't be in agreement with what's against you and then hope that you make it forward. And it's kind of hard. It's kind of a hard concept for a lot of people to catch if they don't have mm -hmm. uh, a concept of their, their soul, their spirit, um, and just who God is, you know, like their identity in Christ, you know, it's kind of a hard concept to catch. Like, what you mean God made me, you know, like, it's kind of like we have to go all the way back elementary and build from there and get them to be, it's almost like an equation, like the desperation mm -hmm. of your situation. I need for you to be in a desperate situation, but I need you to be desperate enough to like reach up and grab, grab on God. The danger of the desperation is when mm -hmm. the desperation is there and God is absent. And that's when the enemy show up like a pimp, like somebody who's there to help you and take advantage of people and take them deeper into the industry right. and through another door into sex trafficking, prostitution, webcam and escort or whatever you want to call it but you're not on your way out you left the club but you're not on your way out you're in, you're going deeper down into a right. hole it'll be harder for you to get free right. in your spirit from and be what god wants you to be and what he made who he made you to be yeah, yeah i've been down the rabbit hole yeah because uh, i didn't even like uh, like you said you didn't like but as long as you stay up in there you have you have to be able to connect to like the right people. You know, people have who's the right people in the club. You have to be able to click to the right people because you have some girls they've been in there long enough, and so for them, the way they would play it down or dumb it down to numb themselves is by drinking or doing drugs. So when they're able to, you know, to to flow or to dance or whatever, they're pretty much they're drunk or they're high, and so mm -hmm. I was uh, almost clinging to. Some of those people, but in the back of my mind, like I don't want to be a, a drug user because my dad was a drug user, and I, I seen how it was with him. I was like, I don't want to be an alcoholic, so I limit myself to like one drink, maybe two drinks, if that, because uh, there's people on my dad's side who were alcoholics. There, my auntie on my mother's alcoholic, so I said I don't want to go that route. I said like I can go this far, but I still end up dibbling and dabbling and certain things that I knew I should not because I didn't trust God. I was like, listen, that's mama God. That's God. Uh, grandma God. I don't you listen. <laughs> Lord, I, I grew up in the hood. I know about fast money. I've seen it on TV. And so well, that was my mindset. I need that paper. The same way you said, I need that paper. I said, now I got, you know, I'm over here and I'm waitressing. I got kids now. So that, that opened, I didn't do it. I had a prostitute myself out for a bit. And so that was how I got my, my money. And then God had to come and say, listen, I need you to come on up out of this because you're going, you know, you're going back that way. Because I started reading and I started um, having a relationship with God. I started going to church. But going to church was like, that's supposed to be your help. But it was actually kind of burdensome because they would preach about it. They would call you a whore and God, I want your dirty money and stuff like that. I'm like, but... God knows I'm giving it to him because he knows where I'm at. And so it was just kind of like, okay, well, do I go to church or do I not go to church? So what is something that you would say to um, someone like that, that struggled with that? 
or have you struggled with that? Yeah, it's so, it's so funny. Like that's literally the theme of the day. I was talking about that earlier today. Something that God actually brought me um, to the conclusion of is when I was having a very bad day, having a, just a crying episode, and about money, about the fact that I didn't have none, and I know how to go get some, but I don't. I also know what that means, and I don't want to go back in there. And I was just having a fit. And God said, the one of the keys is to. Um, he said he brought me back to the scripture where it says that God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Right. I'm like, OK. And, and so then it went to the scripture in my brain of the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I never understood that scripture in my life. Like I'm like, Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. And I want so much stuff that don't even go together. I don't get it. So that day when those two things came together, God said, because my word cannot lie, both of those things are true. So what does that mean you need to do? What? Like, stop talking. He talked to me in riddles and had me come up. And I'm like, I don't get it. He said, the, the key is this. You're going to make it if your wants become your needs. Like, what does that mean? I supply all your needs. And if your needs are your wants, then you're good. Stop letting your wants get in the way of me supplying your needs. Because you got enough money to do what you need to do. You just trying to do everything you want to do. And that ain't what I said I'm going to do. And I was like, oh. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, that, so it's like, I had, oh, I got you. Right. <laughs> so, so when I just started to grab on that, and it was like, for me, it's how it showed up was like, um, when I pray and when I meditate on what God says to me, it's almost like the floor light up and I can stand on the light. I can stand on what's lit up. So that one scripture was lit up. God will supply all of my needs. I can stand on that. I'm in a dark place. I can stand on God's supply on my knees. When I get afraid, I know that I'm not going to fail. He got what I need. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. I shall not want. So because he says I shall not want, I also shall not want. And because, and if I believe that he supplies all my needs and because I'm in such a desperate situation, I really just want what I need. I don't even want nothing else. You know, I'm, that's what I'm at. And that desperation caused me to try just to just make his word make sense in my life. That's what it did. It's like, okay, his word ain't lying. You live in a, another way where you're trying to make his word wrap around your life. It's, you need to drop something. It's in the way of his word being true in your life. So, right. Another thing that he showed me was, you know, there is a such thing as favor. And when you have favor, finances don't even come up in the equation anymore. You know, it's like, why do we need money? It's to get certain stuff done. Why don't you just ask God to get it done? And then it's like, what? Well, wait a minute. And then he gave me the hashtag favor over finances. And I was like, yeah. I mean, because I, I was at a place where it costs people to be in there and I didn't pay. And it was like, Oh my God, girl, how you getting up to be in here? I was like, wow. You know? And it the irony is I have more now than I ever had when I had the most money I've had, which is so weird to me. I, I, I had a lot of money, but I didn't do anything. I didn't have anything. It was like, I was just hoarding money and, you know, I would buy and do whatever I want to do, but I never tried to do anything on a God level. Like, when you walk in favor, you're doing stuff in the supernatural. Like you walking indoors, you can't afford to be in, but you're still in there. But when you got money, you feel like, oh, okay, I got 500 right. go in here. And you can pay your 500 and go in there. But if you only got 400, you're looking crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 
when you step out and you mm -hmm. operate in favor and you're not relying on finances, that will break you free from being addicted to money. And so when you ask me the question, like, what will I say to somebody right. like that? Listen, right. when you trust God, and the way you trust this, this little money, this little inflated money, girl, because this inflation is real. Um, right. You're going to have a, a different experience in life. Inflation. That inflationism is, is not a play. That's, that's not a game. Okay. <laughs> uh, people putting their trust in something where they can change the value of it. But the thing about having a relationship with God and, and then having him bless you right. with favor as a result of his relationship and your obedience is that you're able to move and people, and it's this, what started happening was God started revealing to me like how, how empty a lot of the church people are because that's all they want to shout about is money. That, that made me sad. You know, you want to shout about a car, yeah, a house, or yeah. a promotion, or elevation, yeah. or more money, more money, more money. I said, do you know what happened when right. I had all that money? I lost my mind, y'all. Like, y'all don't even understand. Like, y'all need to be trying to get a clear ear for God, a clear eyeball to see if it's God or not. Because a lot of y'all is praying, yeah. and the devil's showing up, and yeah. then y'all shouting, and y'all don't even know that that ain't even God. Because y'all praying about the wrong thing. And so, ear. right there was another why I had to step up because I'm like, okay, y'all don't know how to minister to these girls right here. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Not because y'all don't have God, because y'all don't have the experience and the understanding both on a worldly level or a spiritual level. You know, you, you want to make sure they believe like you and do what you yeah, do and say and just be religious, but you don't understand how to minister to somebody who have more than yeah. you. A lot of people cannot minister to somebody who they think is more blessed than them. Right. And that's scary. That's that's pretty frightening when you think that, about how that, empty a lot of the rich people are. They commit right. suicide and everybody's great. Oh, my God. Why? How? It's like because the money haven't solved nothing. Money is not the, the proof right. that you have a relationship with God. Having finances is not proof of you being blessed or living a blessed life. Having peace in every single fruit of the spirit is a result of having a right. connection. You can't get that from nowhere else. You can't get love, yeah. joy, peace. You can't get none of that no, from no money. Amen. Okay. Sure, As a matter sure. of fact, when you start thinking about all this stuff, you want a million dollars. No. Do you know what you got to do to get a million dollars? Do you think you're going to live a godly life getting a million dollars real fast, real quick? Okay. <laughs> I don't, and it's not, and it's not like, you know, if you have a million dollars, you don't have God. Quick. Not saying that either. Not saying that either, because you can live a godly life and he can bless you with finances. But the key to that is that God has revealed to me is that once you have a place to pour that out and to expand his kingdom, then he will open up that door for you. But some people not deep enough to even go there. They just mm -hmm. want it so they can flex yes, other people will. and do all that because they got their little money together and they want to, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all they want to do. Ah, and, and throw the money like make it rain like in the little camera okay and then what this is make why you don't have it because of the desire the desire in your heart you don't want to help nobody you don't yeah. have to bless nobody that's why he can't trust you with no money and see now all of a sudden money evil don't go after no Amen. money no money will see and a lot of people know that if they got their hands on some money it'll make them act up so they believe and they have embraced that money is evil because they know as soon as they get their hands on something, they're going straight to the crack house. They're going straight to the little hole house. They're going to get, they're going to do everything they should be doing. So they said, yeah, God, keep me humble. Keep me humble. I don't pray that prayer. I don't pray that. I'm not against money, but I'm not, a, I don't worship money. I'm not a person that feel like, oh, I got money. So I'm living blessed. Right. I have peace. I can, I can ride down the road without trying to ram into somebody because I'm having a bad day.
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have demon spirits that's tormenting me in my sleep. I'm mm-hmm. blessed. I, I can smile if I want to. I'm blessed. Have you, can you can you imagine not being able to smile mm-hmm. if you want to? When something good happened, you can't smile? Listen, I don't care how much money you got. That's a problem. That's a problem. If you can't, if you can't have joy, if you don't have no peace, and you got a million dollars in the bank. A lot of people sell their peace. They sell the fruit. They are buying canned fruit and spoiled fruit because they said, well, yeah, if I have this, at least they'll give me that. <laughs> you got to understand what, that the enemy will put a carrot on the stick, and it's your choice to walk after that carrot and just know that he would never let you get it or yeah. he might let you get a taste of a lifestyle. And that's, that's a trick right there. Just a taste of a lifestyle to make you feel like you got something you ain't even got. And then make you look at God like, like that's that commercial. Yeah. And so when somebody starts yeah. talking about God, the first thing you think about is, well, I got to downgrade my life. I don't know about all that. Because the enemy have given you a taste yeah. of a luxurious life. And 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 the, the fruit and the results and the depression and all of the bad stuff that come with it haven't came yet. So you can't you can't put that together yet. But once you start to see, hey, I had to pay for this. I got to do something. I had to give up something to get this. And the question is, right. what is that worth? And if it and, and a lot of people just will sell that because they are in survival mode, like you said, like everybody's from fast money. Like I got, it's in my blood. I don't even know the people in my family who was hustlers. They all died before I was born, or they died with early on, and I still. My mama say, if I didn't know you, like I would think that they raised you the way you think about getting money. Cause I get, I do nails, y'all. I do, I do four or five different things. I do, I can't help but to get no money. That's how I operate. I'm a natural entrepreneur, but it doesn't drive my spirit. My whole thing is, does it glorify God? If it don't glorify God, I can't really do it because Amen. I owe, him, I owe him. He could have killed me when I was doing everything I wanted to do. And I just can't make sure that after he saved my life and he brought Amen. me out of what I was in, that I could just literally go over here and skip away Amen. and do what I want to do again my way. I got to make sure I have him all the way into the equation of what I do so I know it's going to be blessed. And I don't want to ever give that up. Amen. I'm never giving that Amen. up. Amen. Amen. I'm about you get it. <laughs> so one of my questions, um, what inspired you to write a book? Hmm. So I was in Bible study uh, one evening with my apostle Ramon Preston at New Life. I mean, um, Next Level Ministries in Morrow, Georgia. He said, you need to have a scripture for every area of your life where the enemy attack you. But he didn't, he just said it in passing. It was just like, it wasn't a part of his nothing. And I was just like, that. I ain't heard nothing else he said. I was just sitting there like, I need to have a scripture for every area of my life that the enemy attacked me. And so I just started making a list of all the ways that I feel attacked. And a lot of it came from work. <laughs> a lot of it came from the club. So I was just like, so when the dudes say this to me, that's an attack. Oh, I can't stand that. And I would write down what they said. And I'm like, what would God say to that? You know, like, like God, how would you defend me against that statement? Um, how could I Amen. 
how can I combat the feelings that I feel after this is said to me or after this is exposed to me or, you know, and so the enemy was attacking me in my motherhood. I had a lot of guilt about not being a good mom because I was a dancer. I was doing everything else, though. I homeschooled my son. My son could read by the time he was four. He was doing sign language. Like, he that was his first language. Mm-hmm. He could hear and everything, but he could sign. He was doing everything. I was overly doing it, but I still had guilt. Um, I was, I just made a list of things. And so that's what ended up happening. So, um, like, as and I'm like, as a stripper, a lot of people are not thinking about how to pray or study to come against these different things that said, but at the end of the day for me, I'm like, this is a job. This is entertainment. People don't go to the comedy club and um, heckle people and try to make them feel bad. You know what I mean? Like this is entertainment. So this is my job. And if I just do my job and if I just look at this as a job and not who I am, God, can you stand with me? And can you just help me do this as a job so that I, I can eventually do what you want me to do? Because I don't know what to do in the meantime. And it became a blog. So it became scriptures for strippers, a long list of different things. When this is happening, when you're experiencing this in a friendship or a relationship or daddy issue, just everything that you are experiencing as a dancer. This is what you are experiencing. But this is what God is saying about that. Became a blog. Then the list got too long and I couldn't write all the blogs. So I just made a book and I made it. A- the journal I'm like really like if somebody they might want to actually journal about it and like journal through it and just keep and and when they start to study the bible well the, the, the whole point was to make sure that women who danced knew what to read in the bible because people say you need to read the word well what word <laughs> do you know the bible can you tell yeah. me what scripture like you tell right. me what but the bible is big and it got a lot right. of places in it. i still don't understand what they're talking about they got a list of right. names in there is if I flip that page, what's that gonna do for me? So you have to be able to speak to what they're dealing with, and then put a answer from the Bible right. with that, and then introduce it, and then hopefully they will open up an actual Bible, read the scripture I put in there, and then read past it, and then like God will start. You know how it is when you read the word. You like, oh God, and then you start speaking to you. You be like, whoa, and then you'll start writing down other scriptures that did yeah. something for you. I did not put it in there because I didn't put everything. I had a long list. I took some of it out. So I said, I want to leave people room to study for themselves. And so that's why I became a devotional. And right. it had a lot of other things um, like how to keep up with your money, like how to keep up with um, like your plans, um, things that you're trying to get done. Um, the book is written in three different sections. So basically, if you want to start dancing, if you are dancing and if you're trying to stop. So that's like the, the beginning, middle, and end. And I really struggled with that beginning part. Like, I didn't want to make it seem like I'm advocating and supporting people going into the industry. But what I did not want to do is leave it open to where people felt like they needed somebody to walk them in. This is how people get trafficked. People want to become, girls want to become a dancer and they go straight into sex trafficking because the man said that they can, oh, I can help you get up in the club, take some pictures. This is what you got to do. And you ain't got yeah. none of that. You ain't got pictures. You need a lit. I get, I, I did, I told him everything I did, amateur night, everything that you can investigate so that you can understand what you're actually going to be up against. Um, so you don't walk in there blind. And then like, once you're in there, how to be in there. Don't be in the corner gossiping with girls that you just met. They made your friends. Is this on? Them not your friends. That part. Friends. Stop right. Friends. They get. You know, they be jealous of envious boy. Come on, they're robbing y'all. They're robbing each other. Yeah. 
That's not your friend. If you don't hear yes. nothing else, please say, hey, that's not your friend. Don't talk to nobody but the people who can give you some money. Mm-mm. Okay? Stop walking around naked. Do you know? Let me let me stop. Okay, let me come back. Look, <laughs> it's 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 wisdom about being in there that you know when you're not when you just trying to be you. Yeah. When you try, when you just in rebellion and you just out here, you're doing anything and everything. Yeah. It ain't about being naked and making your daddy mad. You see what I'm saying? You can this is about getting some money and you gotta respect yourself and right. you respect you. Also, yeah. you know, it's like we ain't even talking right. about God. We ain't talking about God, we talking about getting the money because they forgetting to get the money. How you forget to get paid? It's 2022, they not even get no money no more. They around here dancing and, and talking and and sitting in laps and getting rough, ma'am. Come here, mm. let me talk to you. And I have done this. And this is why I gotta leave because I'm I don't turn this to somebody grandma. Girl, I said, listen, little girl, you're beautiful. That's <laughs> okay. If you wasn't cute, I wouldn't even be talking to you. But you came straight out of the dressing room and sat and flapped down in this man's lap, and his hands all over you. I need you to get up and come and let me talk to you something. If you letting him do all that and he ain't mm. gave you no money, when you gonna get it? When he doing everything, he I said, do you know how much money the man would have to give me for him to do that? And he can't even do that. I don't even know my number. I don't even know how much I would charge him for that. I can't even. It's it's too big. I can't think. You just got here, and he just well, that's my friend. That's your friend. He would have a pile of money waiting on the floor for you, so he know, so everybody know that that's you. He in here for you, and you finna get paid. Money would be in the middle of y'all, like money, money. This is a job. Like, this is not something. But a lot of times when the mm-hmm. women are in there, it's about your issues, rebellion, um, your abuse. You know, people and women, some women are thinking that they're, they, they have power. Oh, this job makes me feel powerful. I'm empowered. Girl, no, you're not. You're not. You're not empowered because you have control over no man. What you are doing is you're interacting with a demon of lust. And it is empowering you. It's, it's actually yeah. activating your power, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's stripping you of your actual power. And you are now inhabiting a demon spirit that's entertaining a lust spirit. And because he liked being in that in that mode, now you got a spirit. Now you are mm-hmm. promiscuous for no reason. Because you think that that give you control because the enemy yeah. have communicated a lot to you that you have embraced internalized and once you realize your identity you realize that you don't need to do none of that to have no type of interaction with a man at the end you can see i was sitting there talking to people my clothes don't get paid right because i wanted god to i was just tired they were telling me no anyway i was preaching to people i ain't even kidding them all i ain't even kidding them all i'm like look y'all ain't gonna y'all ain't gonna <laughs> Cause I left and came back, left and came back. Oh, I'm back now. Look, I know what this is. And guess what? I'm mad at God, but I'm more mad at the demons in here. And I'm going to bring God in here with me because I asked him to come in here with me. Yeah. Now I'm going to talk about him in here and y'all going to have to kick me out. Since I can't stay out of here, y'all going to have to get me out. But what was <laughs> happening was they were come on. compensating me. <laughs> I'm like, somebody going to have to do something. Um. Mm. God blessed me by speaking and doing what he said doing there. Cause I was actually getting mad. Amen. Um, because I didn't have, 
I didn't have money. I didn't have people telling me no. And, you know, you're going around saying, hey, can I dance with you? And they're like, no. And it's just no, 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 no. And God said, just talk about me. I'm like, I might as well. <laughs> they said no anyway. <laughs> they said no anyway. I mean, why not? You know? And so it was like, just be. And then again, like God was like, okay, you are an entertainer, right? That's your job. Do your job. So as much as I hated being in there, the strategy was God said, if you want me to elevate you, you need to act like you already elevated. Like that don't make no sense to me. That because I hate being in here and I'm really gonna cuss them out. I'm gonna cuss them out today. I'm gonna cuss them out, then I'm gonna hit them in the head with a bottle. Like I would see it. And I'm like, like I would see it, and I'm like, I'm planning on it, and I waiting on my opportunity to do it because I'm so angry. But then it's like God said, You asked me to come in here with you, I want you to do what I say. And you go over there, and as mad as you are, you like, so what's your relationship like with God? And they're like, What? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just doing what he said. I don't know. What is it like? <laughs> and and then it would go and we would have a conversation and people was paying me. When people paid me, when I, the first time I got paid for that, I was literally like, what just happened? But that's when <clears throat> he said, you have to be elevated. The customer service part, you are a customer. First of all, welcome them. Welcome. My name is Sayuri. Welcome to this club. What is your name? Good. I just saw you come in. I'm going to get you a waitress and I'll be right back. I'm going to check on you later. Do your job. Stop acting like they're attacking you. It's a job. Be the job. Don't let your identity. And when I started to separate that, because it's like this, you are developing muscle memory where you feel like if somebody says something wrong, you get to go off on them. You can't do that nowhere else. And if you can't do that nowhere mm -hmm. else, you might get and be nowhere else. So if you're not practicing being where you're going to go, you ain't going to never get there. So I was like, okay, welcome to this club. <laughs> hey, you know, and being nice and being hospitable and saying, God, am I doing it right? Like this? I don't know. Like, I don't. And it's like, it's not even about asking for a dance. It's just about serving, having a serving spirit, but not serving a demon spirit. That's mm -hmm. different. a lot of times girls feel like that's their job. I mean, you just got to do what they say. Uh, uh. I don't. They got to pay me, though. And just being aggressive, like I'm going to get what I'm supposed to have because because I'm doing what God say do and just taking that attitude. And being outside the club has actually helped me do what I do now. Just being aggressive for God. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I just love, I mean, I just love what God is doing in your life because, you know, being in the club, you would just be like, like you say, like, are you serious? And for you to just open up and you're walking in your purpose in the, in the club, the strip club, like, People don't see that. People don't, uh, they don't understand it. But I thank God for it because he takes the foolish things to confine the wise. And I've heard of uh, another person who comes out of strip club. She goes back up in there and she talks about Jesus, you know. But if you're, you're not looking in, you don't understand. You don't understand the pressure of being a dancer. You don't understand the pressure of, I got to go back in here for Jesus. Because people are like, girl, you crazy. Why would you want to go back to the club when you just came up out of here? People don't understand the, the calling. You know, he called me out so I can go get. I to say, also, would you feel as if the, the, the dancers in the club, 
they felt accepted where they were because I know it's, it's like money, you know, I feel like you have the, the power to influence or whatever, but would you also say, I feel accepted where I am versus um, when I'm outside of the club, they accept me here. Like this is my family. Cause some people don't have like family that accept them. So they'll go off into the strip club as well. And so they'll feel as if this is my accepting place. I can be, uh, my, I mean, my strip name was Carmen. So I can be Carmen here and they accept Carmen versus accepting Lachelle out of the strip club. What would you say? I would say, you know, when you when you allow yourself to connect with God and allow him to give you your identity, you will find your place. Uh, the enemy uses your issues against yeah. you. He uses your past against you. He uses the, the bad negative things. And then he try to turn them around to to exploit you and make you feel comfortable exploiting yourself so right. the people who are exploiting you and taking advantage right, of you right. uh you get close to them because and i'm gonna give you an example um for example if you open up to somebody and tell them hey i was molested or something happened to me when i was a child and they nod and never and they don't have any like oh my god that's crazy um but they say something to you like well well you know I mean, that's that's just how it is sometimes. And, you know, I mean, I know a place where you can get paid to do that. Oh, wow. Wow. And wow. so it's kind of like you feel accepted, you're embraced, you're loved for that, and then mm -hmm. they exploit that. And now yeah. you are okay yeah, with selling it, right? Yeah. And then when somebody when somebody holds up a spiritual mirror to you and, they're, and you're starting feeling convicted, it ain't about somebody judging you. I need that's for somebody. That ain't about somebody judging you. That's called conviction. When you hear it and they didn't say it, God's telling mm -hmm. you that you start feeling bad. Don't don't feel yeah. attacked. Feel feel like somebody throwing you a rope to pull you and grab it and let it pull you to a place where you Amen. can be okay. Even if somebody telling you that you're doing something wrong, it's okay. It's not that we're attacking you. That demon spirit is doing something through you that you are in agreement with. But as soon as you see who that person is. In the spirit, as soon as you see who you are in the spirit, as soon as you start to see their motives, you will understand who you should and shouldn't trust. It's a thin line between humility mm -hmm. and oppression. You, some people are being oppressed and think they're being humble, and so, yeah, being humble might hurt you if you're humble up under the enemy. When the enemy comes and still telling you what to do, mm -hmm. and you start listening, doing what it tell you to do, you're oppressed because you can't get free. If somebody's telling you something for you to get free and it hurts your feelings and you start feeling disrespected and you it requires humility to receive it, but you feel like they're trying to oppress you because you feel like they're going to try to make you wear a long dress, that's not oppression. That would require you to be humble so that you can do what God will want you to do. And I'm not saying wearing a long dress is, is what God wants you to do. I'm just saying if you feel like they're going to try to cover me up because I'm always showing my body, they just mad. Ain't nobody worried about what you got on. I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about how you carry yourself, right. what you think yeah, about sure. yourself, what you are yeah. in agreement with the enemy about right. you. You are in agreement. You call yourself out of your name. You refer to yourself as words that right. you will fight somebody else for calling you. But at the same time, right. you embrace everybody who do that to you and anybody who call you a child of God, you're doing this to it. Uh, that's something that you should <clears> check <throat> and really ask yourself who is benefiting from this and how am i benefiting from this because they have sold me 
Well, at least, and see, this is the thing, you start making up, and I, you know, people call it excuses, but it's actually reasons. You come, you're, you're, you're explaining your reason. Well, I yeah. mean, when I was being molested for seven years, when I was a child, I had no control, but at least I have control now. And that's the trick of the enemy. See, now he make you feel like you got control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even with the control, you're still engaging mm-hmm. in the same activities, but you're initiating it. And then he make me feel like, well, you can pay for it, so there's nothing wrong with it. That's perversion. It's mm-hmm. perverting and it's twisting. Mm-hmm. Even when somebody starts quoting scriptures about the wrong thing, it's like that's twisting. And I need you to understand who is benefiting from you thinking that about God. Who is benefiting? How are you damaging yourself even more? Right. And how free could you get if you were to challenge that thought and say, "Okay, give me. I want to give me five minutes of you not agreeing with that. What would that look like?" If you did not think that and you thought the opposite, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. Where, and I'm not asking you what your life could be. I'm just saying, what would right. you say out of your mouth if you could say the opposite of at least I get paid for it? And just let them think. And it ain't you don't have That's to tell me the answer. I just want you to come out of agreement yeah. with the enemy against you. The enemy don't have yeah. no power. The enemy can only influence you. But you got to agree and then... And then after you give him permission, he have legal right to torture you. This is why you are tortured because right. you agree with him. You get with a man who abused you, call you out your name because you get on Facebook and it's my and call yourself out your own name. But you can't. You want somebody to respect you. It don't work like that. It just don't. And right. when, you, when you embrace right. who God says you are, it becomes easier to do that. It's a challenge and it's a process Amen. to do it, but that's the beginning, I think, for somebody who's in the worst situation. Just to Amen. get them to think differently about themselves and put God in it and make them think about the opposite of what they're doing. Amen. Amen. So I have a statement, a question, and then I'm going to let you tell us about your books before we get off. So my... uh. My statement is before I started my podcast or this podcast with Lady Crenshaw, um, I was looking for a life coach. She's her. I was looking for a life coach and I was telling her about the the book and all these different things. And so um, she knew that I was an ex stripper. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't think I like good enough. And so what she did was she said, you should reach out to uh, such her name is Sarah, Sarah. I said, I know who you're talking about. I've been in the clubhouse room with her. We have actually talked a little bit. She said, yeah, you should reach out to her because she has it all together. And she would compare us because she she felt like I didn't have it together. But you had it. And I was like, um, I got makeup on. I'm going to do that. She has her her walk and then I have my walk. And so we're we're in different paths, but at the end of it, we're together. You know what I mean? And so we're doing the same thing to uh, empower the body of Christ, to empower women who think that we've gone through. Your technique is going to be totally different from mine. But at some point, we're going to link up and we're going to do what God tells us to do. And so I just wanted to bring that to your attention. How the, she knew of you, but she was she was making it as a, a negative point. Like I was like, "Are you serious?" That's why she's not your coach now, right? I was like, "Are you for real?" I've never heard anybody do that. And she's like, "Yeah, she got it all together." And da da da. You should go to her website. You should do this. And I was like, "I know who you're talking about. She's a very sweet person, and she would not not be pairing 
us to one another. That's not that's not of God. And so it's my not- other question is, um, right? That's not that that's not God. Don't- and so question for you is, what would you tell a like they've been in the in the industry, they've been or whatever the case may be, but they don't want to own up to the fact that they've been in the in the, the industry. They just, mm-hmm. oh no, I I've, I've done this, and I'm a stay home mom. I've never, like, like what would be your um thing for for them? Because you can never be free unless you admit the truth. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ways that the enemy is um, controlling your narrative. You know, you have to take all the labels off yourself, mm-hmm. and then ask God what you are, and right. allow Him to do to give it to you. Amen. After He give it to you. Um, believe it. Uh, a lot of times, people are they're caught up in l- positive labels, right? So if I said, "Oh my God, I'm a doctor," or "My sister's a lawyer," you automatically put positive attributes with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to know that being a dancer is not right. negative. I want you to know that even if you are ashamed of some stuff that you have done, it's between you and God and you have to repent. Repentance means change your mind about it. A lot of people leave the club, but they really just go out here and they still live the same life. So they're trying to make it seem like they're not like that when they're really still doing it. They're just not in the club. Right. So that's why it's, that's why it's, because right. if you out of the club and you gone, right. You know, it's, it's like, I'm, uh, y'all missed it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I mean, we didn't have technology. We got now y'all can't see I mean, y'all, y'all didn't catch it. It's over. But, a lot of people have so much shame. And so just praying with that person against that mm-hmm. spirit of shame and just helping them unravel what mm-hmm. the enemy has told them about themselves and believed about themselves. And that was the key for me too, because my shame came from what I was around. I wasn't even doing nothing, y'all. I would have shame for what I would see people do in my environment. You know, people come up, it's just like how when you see certain women do certain stuff and it's like, Oh my God, you're making women look bad. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you can be embarrassed for somebody. You see somebody in Walmart with someone, you be like, Oh my mm-hmm. God, girl, you know, you look crazy. Like you making, are you embarrassing? So I'm embarrassed for you. It's almost like you have shame for what you saw. You have shame for what you around. Like, girl, why are you doing it in here? You making it seem like we all do that. And it's like, now I, I carry that shame. I carry shame right. for other people d- did, but you know, if you know that yeah. you've done some stuff and you know, you know what I'm saying? You like, it was me. You know, you have to really understand God's forgiveness and that he can look past it, Yeah. but you can't lie about it. And you can't make right. what you did be you. Um. One time my apostle said, I am what I'm not and I'm not what I am. When you are in a place of movement forward mm-hmm. and healing, I am calling those things that are not as though they were, and I'm shedding things that were so that they are no more, you know? And you you calling yourself something and you denying what happened is compounding um, issues. Right. And so now you're even more lost about your identity. Own it to God. You don't have yeah. to come clean to nobody but him. Own it. Yeah. You don't have to tell nobody else. Matter of fact, let me right. help you. You already know. He already know, but after you, ref- it's almost like that part, right? He gonna reflect back to you, like, okay, you did this, but this is who you are. Yes, you did that, but this is who I call you, and this is why you see people at the altar weeping because those are the 
um, communications that are happening when people are Amen. pouring themselves out at an altar Amen. and they're laying things down Amen. before God, they get lighter and they get free and then they weep and then that comes out in their tears. It's, 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 um, what's the word? The biology is biology too. Like you have things inside that you hold in, it could come out through bodily fluid. It come out through tears. That's why we cry. That's why it's healthy to cry. But you holding all this stuff in, you're developing health issues. You're developing stuff in right. your spirit. You're gonna be bitter when you get old. You know you're right. gonna um, it, it's gonna do, it's gonna start turning into other stuff. And so you can't. I want you to just know that the truth mm -hmm. will always be helpful, and you don't have to let everybody in. You just talk to God about it, and you get free with Him. Because people be asking me all the time, "Girl, how can you talk about this?" Girl, let me tell you, it's between me and God what He did for me. Nobody know what He did for me. Yeah. Everything He did for me, but I literally cannot afford to be acting like, "Oh, I can't talk about that." Girl, He might strike me dead right now. Right. Because guess what? Whatever, whatever embarrassment I feel like I might experience, right. that's what I paid for because I'm alive. Okay, that's how I feel about that. And it's like, look, right? This kingdom right. business. This ain't my business. It's kingdom business. This might be helping somebody mm -hmm. want to give God a try. And right. if I can, and I can, and if somebody I can convince somebody to, to hear your story, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, you know, I always ask girls, like, look, have you given God the, the, the amount of chances that you have given your little raggedy boyfriend that you can tell him about? Because he, you, you don't give him all these chances. Right. And you talking about, well, God, you looking around, God. Like, why you don't say that when we say his name, your little boyfriend name? He done did all kind of crazy stuff. You right. God, he never did nothing. Right. He has always been there for you. He has helped you. Give him the same little chance that you're going to give buddy and watch him do at least something for you because he ain't doing nothing right. for you. and your relationship with him is not going to be and, and a lot of times women are doing Amen. things to look some kind of way for a man to make themselves presentable to a man or to make themselves presentable or less tainted by a woman in their family but god's opinion is the only one that really matters i guess maybe come with age a certain age you don't care about stuff like that no more you got to get free from people because they will push you down and make you mm -hmm. kill yourself it ain't worth it. Get in front of God. Yeah. Tell Amen. him what you want to change. Ask him to change you. Let him tell you what changes you need to make and embrace the new you. Don't be scared to be your, your new self, your better Amen. self, your best self. Girl, and, and it, it's, you're going to, okay, wait. You're going to look like a hypocrite. You're going to look like you, you know what I'm saying? Gonna, oh my God, girl, you changed. You don't do, you don't, that ain't you. Mm -hmm. That ain't you. You don't do that. Yes, yes I do. I do that now. Right. And anybody who ain't with it can get up out my face. Because if I keep doing what you want me to do, I'm going to die. I almost died. I almost died. I can't play with y'all. And if y'all yes. are on that old stuff, y'all are y'all are in my past. Go ahead on. And I'm not changing my number. You just don't have permission to call me no more. I ain't got Come on. Right. It's some important people who got my number that I need to call me back. So I can't tell <laughs> you. just don't have my permission to call me. Don't talk to me no more. Oh, and it's like my aggression that I, oh my, Amen. I just got chills. The aggression, the level I used to cuss folks out with, you got to go and pray the same way. You got to be, I, I'm spiritually belligerent. Amen. I go off on you. But see, it's like, you have to let God shift and use. <laughs> you got to let God shift and use, but you let oh, the enemy put that on a shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, I go off. You know what I mean? Like I have put prayed it on a shirt and put it on the public, site. And they're like, okay, I'm like, Father yes, God, if you do on. not get this lady right here, 
And it's like, that's, that's the, I don't, I'm not on medication. I might need to be, but I'm not on none. And so this is what I'm going to do instead of cussing you out like how I used to do. I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to make a decision to be who God showed me I am. I asked him to change me and he ain't lying and said, okay, I got you. I changed you. So it's up to me to step up to the plate and be what he said I am. So now it's on me. I can't just lose control and be like, Amen. That's just how I am. you know what I'm saying? They're going to have to just learn. Y'all y'all know how I am. Y'all know how I do. No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You can't represent God like that. And God, I owe God too much. I might die. That's what I, that's what, that's how I think about it. All the stuff that he did for me, he, he, he literally saved my life. He, he rescued my life. He, he spared me from me. How am I going to get back in my own way again? I already know. I ain't gonna do that. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try. Them. So be honest, and be real, and be ready to change. That's, I guess, the short answer to that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That was a really long. Well, I thank you for stopping by. We gotta do this again. It was insane. That's my I, I mean, I got. We gotta do We gotta get up in the same building. Yeah, for someone. We do. Um. I'm trying to, I, I reached out to somebody else. I like, we got to do something like together, you know, for the ex strippers, we got to come together to let other people know that, you know, although you have a past as a, a stripper, like, like look from the uh, strip club or from the pole to the pool pit. I mean, we got to be able to get together to show those that are in the clubs that there is life after the pole. Yeah. You don't have to and stay the same plug, way. Plug this, this I, you know, I know it's hard. You know, you, you... No, I'm just saying the, the I, I had meant to say this before was that once you come to the realization that enough is enough, then uh-huh. the whole bunch of stuff will change. And when, when you really get to the that, enough exactly. is enough, you just need somebody to ask you the right questions. Right. That's all right. I'm saying. And not try to force stuff on you. Yeah, because you have to have your own, your mindset. You have to make the decision like this is enough. Bills can tell you and you can go along with it for a moment or a season. But at the end, you're kind of like, well, is it enough? So you have to be able to make up in your mind that this really is it. But there is life after this. So I thank God for you coming because God has a plan for each and every one of us. No matter our background, no matter the things that we've done. He takes those things and he uses them for his brain. So, I mean, just hearing about you and all he's done for you and how he's getting the glory from your life, you know, is, is amazing. You got anything? I'm just listening to while I'm just sitting back and I'm listening. I, I, I enjoyed it. Because this is very good and a lot of people need to hear this. Mm-hmm. And I pray that someone come on after that may be even dealing with yeah. the same thing that said, mm, I stumbled across this podcast. This is what I needed. Amen. And from here, I'm going to change. So Amen. I thank God for your God. I thank you for allowing God to be God in you Amen. and not being one of those Christians that's scared to go into the in Satan's camp and take and back, back force. So I thank God for your boldness. I thank God for your wisdom Amen. and the word that you have spoke on tonight. Yes, I mean, yes. it was very powerful. And again, I pray that someone on here got what they needed from you as well as someone coming back on later on to hear it. So thank you again for coming on here, Shane.
and your story with us because a lot of people are not that bold to talk about where they come from. Um, They feel like if I tell my story, um, people are going to talk about me or they feel like if I tell people where I come from, they won't receive who I am now. Mm -hmm. But I am learning. I am learning. You get more respect from the people who've been through something and it opens up because a lot of people look at me and say, oh, you used to be that, but I respect you because of who you are and because you don't allow, because you have a clergy call about your name, mm-hmm. you don't act uppity. Yeah. I know how to be transparent, but I'm not going to let the devil bring me down to his level. So we have to kindness yes. we have to yes. be that understandable person and not be so high-minded yeah. to oh i never did this like you came out your mother's womb holy ghost field no ma'am no sir so it's, i thank god for you woman of god and i'm gonna shut up because i go on preaching and we got to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> she she done made me preach enough this week so oh, <laughs> my god. Oh, my god. Well, i appreciate y'all so <laughs> much for having me um, Thank you so much for having me on. And I thank God for your uh, obedience, for reaching out to me in the first place and um, just connecting. And I know that God is doing something with this, just me and you connecting. So, and it was nice to meet you as well, uh, Lady Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm grateful to God for you as well. And I just pray blessings over both of y'all. God bless you. Yeah, you got to get back on the scene too, because I know you kind of been quiet lately. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna change. Yeah, so you, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> been quiet lately. You gotta get back on the scene, Kurt. Yeah. But yeah. she has uh books. Is your color book still available? Yes, yeah, so yeah, I do have books. Um I have you have um, a coloring book. Yeah, so the, the coloring book is called The Process of the Promise. Um, and it's basically just talking about all of the different things that happen before you actually see the promise of God come forth manifesting your life. Uh, scriptures for strippers is for women who are in adult entertainment who need to connect with God and also use as a ministry tool for people who want to do strip club outreach um, to basically train them for what it is that these women are experiencing so that they know how to minister and what mm-hmm. scriptures to apply to situation that they might hear. Uh, scriptures for ex strippers is breaking the cycle of going back and forth back into the club out again and understanding that you have to wash spiritually wash yourself from and cleanse yourself from that environment mm-hmm. so that it doesn't call you back. Um, the spiritual beauty regimen journal is about spiritual beauty, the uh, importance of praying, reading, meditating on the word and fasting um, because that keeps your spirit beautiful. Uh, you know, we got these regimens for everything mm-hmm. else, but not our spirit. Um, and I'm working on, finishing up a curriculum called right. Trap to Triumph for women who are in transition from um, sex work. And it is available for programs for nonprofit organizations and programs that are helping women transition. And um, their websites, uh, scripturesforstrippers.com, or you can visit uh, sayuri.biz, S-A-Y-U-R-I.B-I-Z. Um, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, mm-hmm. it's S-A-Y-U-R-I Smith. Um, what else? So much. And um, if you want to, if you need any immediate help, you can email me at info.atlanta at scarlethope.com. No, scarlethope.org, where I'm going in starting January 1st, I'm going to be the program coordinator for Atlanta, for Scarlet Hope Atlanta. 
and that's an organization that helps women transition and also ministers yeah, to congratulations. and it's the ninth city that they've opened up in mm-hmm. um nationally so i'm just really excited about things that are coming down that's why i said girl i'm gonna be talking and that's gonna be my job to be talking i'm gonna be talking, talking. Yeah. um and just i just thank god for everything that he's doing and, and just even in your obedience you know reaching out and sharing your story with me um because we shared everything like the first time we talked so it's just beautiful what god is doing in this hour and anybody who knows of anybody who needs to be encouraged as they are as they are going through this you know thank you for being there for them but also thank you for turning them over to information that can help them because i know that a lot of people get drained as they're sitting and trying to walk with people who are through things they don't understand and they try not to judge and they get so wary and they feel like they got to walk on eggshells mm-hmm. and they don't really know what to do uh or people the mothers and the aunties and the grandmas they have shame on behalf of their children like don't do that you know you can reach out to me too i get a lot of those calls too where people are trying to understand how to talk to their children and daughters and sisters about things that they find out that their loved one is involved with so feel free to reach out to me i'm available mm-hmm. and we'll schedule some time to talk meet do whatever we need to do to get everybody free Amen. So what you do is you send me your information and I can um, edit yeah. the the topics and the titles and post it and people can uh, click on it and they'll have it, you know, just in case the next week they run into somebody that way that information is posted. And whenever your curriculum drops, please let me know. Let me know. Well, I know we can get the books from your website. That is um, at top of the information, but if you can get it on Amazon or anywhere else, please let me know. Send it to me so I can also uh, share it as well. But again, mm-hmm. I thank you for coming on. I thank each and every listener for coming in on tonight, for uh, sharing, for tagging people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited. I got to go get my husband, or else I we, we can keep on talking. <laughs> but uh, if you don't, yeah, in prayer. Amen. Amen. Me, my, my phone went out. My yes, ma'am. Me, I'm praying. Okay. Yes, Father God, I just thank you for allowing us to connect tonight. Lord, I thank you for <clears throat> um, Michelle and also Lady Crenshaw. Lord, I just thank you, Father God, just for everything that you are doing in this hour. I thank you for their testimony. I thank you for my testimony. And I pray, Lord God, that this message gets out and it's glorifying to you, Lord. I just pray that somebody gets the courage to reach out to you, hold your hand and walk with you where you lead them. I pray against any type of perversion of this message. I thank you, Lord God, for the clarity of your spirit as you speak through this message, Lord God. I just thank you for the the rehabilitation and the transition and the recovery that's going to come forth as a result of this message. I thank you, Lord God, for the resources that you are providing for these women who are feeling like they're in a dark place and nobody see them, Lord God. I just thank you for a lot of women becoming free of shame, guilt. They understand what power and love is. And I just thank you, Lord God, for loving them and being everywhere at the same time. Father God, I just pray that you will wrap your arms around them and we come against the spirit of depression, oppression, rejection, and addiction right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that is breaking off of the women who are listening to this. It is breaking off of the offspring and the spouses and the family members that are 
connected to the women that are in, the, in this industry. I thank you, Lord God, for their courage to hold on to you tonight and develop or reconnect with you. I thank you, Lord God, for being with them this whole time, even if they have not acknowledged you. Thank you for keeping them and covering them. And I pray that you will continue to keep covering and bless them wherever they sit, stand, delay, as well as their offspring and family. And I pray all of these yes, things in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Have a merry, merry, merry Christmas. And so we meet here. Yes, and a happy <laughs> new year. Oh my gosh, it's about to be 2023, y'all. Wow. Have a blessed, blessed, blessed holidays. And you always be unapologetically you. Good night. Bye. Good night. My child blowing my phone up. <laughs>